It's the end of the road. We made it. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a, uh, it's a uh, bittersweet. That's what it is. Ah, you excited? You ready to do it? I'm, I'm torn. Like, yeah, I'm excited, but it's the end of, it's the end of it. You know, yeah. like I. I, I, I've always felt that, like, um, Boy Meets World was, like, three or four different shows in one show. Like, uh-huh. season six and seven, the college years are its own thing. I think seasons four and five are their own thing. I think seasons two and three are their own thing. But season one just has its own unique feel and style to it. And while I'm looking forward to seeing the show evolve and the characters grow, um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna miss this, this, like, really... Uh, this feels the most TGIF out of all. Yes, this does. This feels like a TGIF uh, episode, and that you know, it 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 is very interesting to see the origins of this story because I've so many of these episodes I forgot about um, or I didn't even know about. So to like revisit it, it's like, oh yeah, yeah. This when is the, started. When's the last time you've watched through the sh- the series? Uh, I haven't watched through the series series in years. Like. I always would watch through like uh, different seasons um, a, a, a while back, but never like from episode one. So really, this is this is your f- first time being reintroduced to it as an adult. Yeah, exactly. This is absolutely yeah. the first time for me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. And how did the, how did the season just? Uh, I guess we, we'll we'll save it for our recap episode. No, no. I mean, like, there's no wrong with asking, at least. And you're right. I think we will get uh, into this more when we do our um, our season review. But I don't know. It was uh, it was a good season. I'm excited to know that the show does more. You know what I mean? And it does like it does so much more that this my whole reaction to the season was like, oh, wow, this feels like we're we're crawling when the show I know starts to run at a certain point. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but I mean, we went out on a, a good episode. I feel like it wasn't yeah. the best, but it was a good it was a good one. Not a fan of it. Uh, you're not a fan of this episode? It was okay. It was just for a finale, I wanted more. I would say the same, but... It and the way they handle so Minkus it upsets me. Yeah, yeah. It, it right, feels like well, an afterthought. We're going to go to it because uh, I really, really wanted to address that. But I have, like, notes on that in general. So are you ready to get into it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Okay. What up, bros? What up, bruh? And welcome to Bruh Meets World. When it's Bruh Meets Motherfucking World. Your Boy Meets World fan cast. I'm Siege. And I'm your boy, T-Dizzle. Okay, so um, thank you guys so much. Uh, where are you at? What's going on, T? Um, you, you know, this episode was okay for me. I, um... I, 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 like I said, I was expecting more for a finale. Um, I just, I guess I'm spoiled with modern television too. Yes. That like I want a finale to like really like give me something to like ho- hang on Walk to away for the summer yeah. break. Yeah, and um, I mean this was just before that became really like a standard thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I mean as we were saying earlier, it's TGIF. It just wasn't this. 
I guess, big of a deal uh, as we get into uh, with later TV shows. Well, even in the 90s, I felt like there was just that thing of like if it's a finale, someone's getting married, someone's breaking up, someone's having a baby, someone, you know, there's, there's sweep, someone sweep. died. Yeah. There's certain things that happen in sweeps um, that even I saw in Friends and a few other shows that I just never saw, or at least, I don't know, maybe I do see it in Boy Meets World later on, but I don't remember there being like really, really strong finales until the, the series finale. Yeah, that series finale, yo. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, uh, so before we get into the episode, let's start with our segment, uh, You Better Ask Somebody. You Better Ask Somebody. <laughs> Where we read uh, the questions that you guys have sent to us. Um, the question this week is, what are some of your other favorite TV shows besides Boy Meets World? Ooh, are we keeping this to a time period or just no, in general? No, just what are your favorite TV shows? Wow. I know this is going to be a while because you guys don't understand how much we love television. <laughs> and it's just that whole thing of just like certain shows don't age as well. Yeah. Like Fresh Prince used to be a really big deal in my life, but I don't feel like it ages as well as I, I, I hoped it would. Um, you really don't think so? I need to honestly watch that over again. I haven't really, really. It's okay. It. It's it's just it it's. He Will's character is really misogynistic at points. Uh, yeah, uh, ninety so misogyny. <laughs> yeah. How much have we dealt with that this season? <laughs> yeah, totally. And so, like, um, especially when you have a character that's like a Playboy character, you get that yeah. a lot in nineties yeah. TV. So, um, Zach, Morris I don't, you, is you go first with this because I'm struggling. To <laughs> so, point just down some of our favorite. favorite. Well, I know that. Um, for me and TC, we've mentioned it before, uh, Happy Endings is yes, one of the Yes, the ABC shows. show, Happy Endings. Three seasons of greatness, guys. It's really, really good. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like Scrubs is another one that's up there for me. Hmm. Um, I, that I, 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 I would say Friends is probably like, when I think of just like the epitome of just like a sitcom, Friends uh-huh. is up there for me. See, um, I like Friends and Seinfeld. They are classics, but also I was like huge into them when I was 12. And so like the fact that everyone's getting back on the bandwagon, like everyone's like, oh, I'm watching it now on Netflix. I was like, I've already literally have done all of those seasons like 20 oh, times over. I remember watching Friends <laughs> live, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. seasons as they were preparing, like pretty early on. So, um, yeah, I go back. I go back with that. Yeah. Um, and then one another series that like I watch all the time there are two that i watch when i'm like just in like a mood um and that is gilmore girls and Grey's anatomy oh okay so i'll tell you this i do the same thing with the office and parks and rec uh, those are good those are good ones they'll just i like i'll just have them all in the background when i'm working always sunny is another one um yeah that's what i'm I'll like just, what shows do i like if i just i'll just put on for like no real reason to like have in the background and i know it so well uh the first few seasons of archer is like that for me and yeah. um the first few seasons of american dad those are two words like literally i don't even have to look at the screen i know every word that's yeah. gonna come out <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's really hard to pinpoint down. Like, I feel like I'm avoiding, I'm not even considering dramas right now because I'm such an, an a sitcom mindset. Um, <laughs> but, like, Stranger Things is great. I wouldn't call it my favorite, though. I, I need I need more of a heads up for a question like this. 
<laughs> the, you at first you were like, don't tell me the questions ahead of time. And now you're like, I'm going to need a moment. So <laughs> Yeah, this is just like this is a this is a hard one for sure. All right. So we will allow uh, TC to answer this question later. Maybe you could just answer it for them when we do the season recap. Sure, 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 sure. OK, uh, so let's get into this show. The tell me about it for this episode is Corey thinks he has a superpower when Mr. Feeney falls ill. I think it's as accurate as the premise is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. I'll give you that because it is. I was like, that's a weird way to put that. And it's stupid all around, but okay. Yeah. And I, the entire episode, I was kind of rolling my eyes at this whole, like Corey has superpowers thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a, a little stupid and cheesy, but you know, I, again, I like the takeaway of this one. Anyway, so getting into the episode, um, we start off with the boys making a, a shake. Um, oh, my gosh. This scene <laughs> drove me up the damn wall. <laughs> I had thoughts because, yeah. So, all right, just to get into it, the boys are making a shake and they are just like throwing all these kind of things into the blender. Well, at first, it's just like, hey, let's put. Uh, peanut butter and bananas and you're like okay this seems pretty normal and then they're like let's just throw in some raw eggs and they're like oh Stallone does it sure yeah there's this whole bit about like doing it because Stallone does it um, and they you know they point out that like Stallone is like five foot two or something like that and he's like you're like two foot four so yeah and it and, is it is a, a start because they I think it's just like a playoff of the fact that Sean is growing. You can see it even when they're at the table. Sean's so much taller than Corey at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, this just I, I Sean is the absolute worst in this moment. Because yeah, I knew Corey's you were... like, hey, let's be responsible and put a lid on because we don't want to be kids that make a mess. Ha ha. We're not that. But yeah, and Sean's like, fuck that, cheek. bro. We absolutely are takes the lid off and then pushes this movie thing it it goes everywhere yeah so my whole thing with this was i liked that they acknowledged the moment they're like we're two kids in a kitchen with a blender we we don't have to be those people and sean's like he, but they I want elected <laughs> to be exactly they, they chose to be <laughs> and it goes everywhere and the moment it goes everywhere is when amy shows up and i well, first of all um, Sean is very much like a see I would never do this at my house <laughs> rude damn it this is. is why we don't invite you over anymore Sean <laughs> and um, Amy opens the door sees it everywhere and just like turns around I was like can you imagine coming home at the end of the day oh, no, man. <laughs> a long day <laughs> you just had traffic and all this other stuff you know that you're going to be dealing with your kids and it's like uh, it's really funny how as an adult you watch stuff like this and you're just like uh, nope <laughs> yeah no no not at all I, I, I understood her just turning around so much like in when you're younger, it's like a comedic bit, but as an adult, you're like, nope, that is the only response for you not to that's, kill that That's kid. the only thing. <laughs> so, um, and, you know, Corey's like, you know, don't worry, I'll clean it up and all this other stuff. But well, anyway. he, he, no, well, Corey sees uh, Amy and he, she's like, he's, uh, says to Sean, you have to have my back. You have to tell her that I wanted to use the lid. I'm lid boy. Yeah. Which I realized... Corey does this joke a That's lot. That's what I said. Yeah, he does this a lot. I made note of it. He is a lot of like, I'm lid boy. He's accomplice boy. Um, yeah. There's like all of these little moments where he does this. I was like, what is it? It's almost this? like a 
a catchphrase that never really caught on. Yeah, it's just like I don't know what is with this. Of course, this is the one continuality that Boy Meets World made sure to include. <laughs> yeah, the silly ass joke. I wonder what uh, Michael Jacobs like where he got it from. Do you think it was like something that his kid did and he just thought it would be fun or what? I don't know. But the fact that they do it in multiple episodes, they do it again in this episode, I think. Yeah, they do it later, again a little bit later on. and I have, It's just a silly yeah. ass joke that yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. You're like, why do you keep doing this? But anyway, so to kind of segue us into the rest of the episode, while cleaning up – Sean makes a note that no, uh, no, 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 not while cleaning up. Amy leaves, and then they're just like, "Let's study geography now." And no, 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 they're starting to clean up everywhere. They're making. They're still such a mess. They clean up like a small amount. They wipe down like a single part of a counter, and they're like, "All right, let's get back to studying." You can see in the background the entire time. I'm going crazy looking at the mess (laughs) they left on on the. I'm letting you rant because you clearly feel strongly about this. But again, they use it as a segue because the whole point is that they get some on the geography book and – that that's like oh they're supposed to be studying for this test mm-hmm. but you're right for the most part they just leave it there like yo for who yeah. for amy to clean do you Come want on. ants because that's how you get ants. also really funny we already know that alan does that so maybe Corey's and that's what i was group. thinking Corey learned that from alan because he knows that <laughs> alan can leave shit food look on everywhere and amy will come pick it up yo we <laughs> need to stop this <laughs> there's, there's not a there's not a a uh, black child in the world who would be able to get away with that. I know. Like, hell no. Hell no. <laughs> uh, so anyway, the boys talk about that they should be studying for this test. They make zero uh, attempt to study. No, they just keep talking about it every every <laughs> single moment. And they literally read like one sentence and they're like, this is too hard. <laughs> Oh, yeah, exactly. So and then again, going back to like the way that their minds work, they go, why should we have to study? Why doesn't Feeney carry any of this weight? And it's it's also funny when you consider that uh, as adults, we know that Feeney's probably underpaid. He's dealing with all these badass kids. Overworked. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, Feeney's not doing any. We have the hard part here, which is like very much of how that- kids think. The fact that Feeney's able to put so many hours into his the school and everything, and he's still able to maintain the most gorgeous garden. Yeah, yeah. Like he really like he has his he has this. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's probably not great to be a teacher, but I feel like Feeney kind of has figured it out. Like yeah. He has a good work life balance. Yeah. Well, also he doesn't have like we see he doesn't really have like a wife or anything. So um, uh, a lot of his time is for now. Oh. No, I, I like this. I again, I like that this is a Feeny centric episode because I like yes. that we we kind of come back to some of the best things about Boy Meets World in this episode. Well, the pilot was was that was that whole Romeo and Juliet confrontation between him and the Feeny. Yeah, I remember. Um, but I'm just saying, like, even in the next scene when we do the whole Sean and Minka's bit, like, it's it's very – again, it's the formula that works for the, for this. Sure, sure. Okay. So, um, again, they the guys are kind of pointing out that, you know, they kind of wish that Feeney would get sick because he's never missed a day of school. And then they were like, well, maybe he doesn't know. I was like, yeah, <laughs> which again, it's we really. We should tell him. <laughs> we should tell him that he gets paid vacation leave. And I was like, it's probably like a week 
And it's, well, no, he they did say they said he gets one week of uh, vacation time, and, again, and I was just like, "Wow, <laughs> teachers only get one week?" Exactly. This is, again, it's funny because as a kid, they're like, "Oh, it's like when you tell a uh, a ten year old uh, that they'll you give them five dollars, and they're like, oh, well, not a ten year old, but like like a kid, and just like, oh, sure. Yeah. Five dollars is so much money. You're like, no, that isn't. <laughs> yeah, and like a week of sick time. Ugh, that's, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're just like, he's never missed a day of school. And so essentially they're just going to have to study for this test. And that's the opening scene. Yeah. I mean, right. I felt like they did a really good job setting up the story in this. Exactly. Then we have our theme song. I'm Despite not going to Despite the fact lie. they never clean up the mess. I just want to make that clear. They never <laughs> go back to it. Uh, then we have our theme song. R.I.P. the theme song. I have to admit, I watched it nostalgically this time because I knew this was the last time. I was like, oh, I'm going to miss you. (laughs) Uh, You know what? If for whatever reason I'm wrong and we start the second season and I hear that damn theme song again, the the nostalgia I feel for it right now is going (laughs) to quickly go away and turn into just deep hate. Um, I cannot do another season of this shit. Yeah, I don't think we do. I'm pretty sure this is the last time we hear this theme song. So, Oh, man. Okay, so moving on to the next scene, uh, we go into class. Topanga's doing yoga upside down, of course. And... um, it's I don't know they're making fun of her. They a lot of jokes about Topanga's hair and the perm and all this other stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And you know what? The first thing I thought too when we uh, went to the classroom scene is that I couldn't help but think like, oh, Minkus. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because the- this is our last Minkus episode. Right on. Before that, uh, the boys are talking about the test and like how uh, anxious they are for the test. And Minkus comes over and he's just like, it sounds to me like you guys didn't study. Uh, and that leads to a lot of really fun bits that I'm going to play. Oh, yeah, their impressions of each other. It's great. I love their impressions of each other. Minkus, you can get all the A's you want. It's still not going to make you popular. That's right. I can just hear you 10 years from now. People, people, how many times do I have to tell you? If you save your receipts, you won't have to worry about an audit. (laughs) And I can hear you 10 years from now. Your Honor, dude, I like to plea bargain. That I mean, the way that they imitated each other was so much fun to me. I, I really thought did I thought Ryder did a fantastic impression. He did. Um, he did a Minkus's really good noise, yeah. and I loved it. His whole thing. It was it was funny. And then, um, and also like Sean seems to have a basic understanding of what accountants. Do, yeah, so exactly, cool. exactly. <laughs> I don't know that I did when I was his age. No, I definitely didn't. Um, but also to see Minkus like do the hair thing as well, it's just it was really good. Oh man, I'm gonna miss this kid again. This is a good relationship, um, and it uh, we'll we'll get into it at, uh, when we do the epilogue. But yeah, I'm I'm really this is a big shout out to Lee Norris because you made this season. It was a really good season. Yeah, you were so good. The fact that the show is seven seasons long and Minkus is only in one season, he still remains so memorable. There's so many other random characters that kind of pop up and disappear as the show goes on, but I feel like he's easily the most memorable. Um, and people just kind of think of him as part of the show, even though he was only on it for such a short period of time. So yeah, exactly. Really stuff. Yeah. I'm just really happy. Uh, and again, you can see why he, he nails this role. He nails this character, uh, and his impact, um, 
It was very important. And I just think, yeah, I really, really liked lean. I like this character that we get to have these moments we get to have with him. All right. But going back to the story, uh, of course, the boys were talking about the test and a sub walks in and we get a, a new substitute. This Miss Chase. Fine ass black woman. Walks yeah. In. Just, I was like, OK, Miss Chase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they gave her a speaking Teach role. Me. <laughs> yeah. It was funny. I was like, all right, cool. Especially since we had just talked about like uh, diversity or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. In the show. So I like that they we get this black substitute teacher who, again, is on her stuff. Because what I really like is she asks the class what they're supposed to be doing. And Minka's, of course, is that kid who's like, oh, we were supposed to have a test. But Sean, like, interrupts him and is like, nope. And Corey's in the most like, suspicious way possible, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, they're kids, and they're just like, oh, we're going to get away with this. We were just supposed to do, like, poetry. But what they don't know, what they don't know, <laughs> is she's like, all right, cool, because I did poetry. That was, like, my major. And my dissertation was on Beowulf, I think she called it. That's right, Beowulf? Yeah, it was Beowulf. Yeah. And so I just thought that was hilarious because they realized, oh, man, the one thing we lied about. <laughs> I don't get me wrong. I, I think Miss Chase is fierce. I didn't really care for this only because, one, I don't really believe Feeney wouldn't leave a lesson plan. But maybe if it was an emergency, whatever. But like she's teaching poetry like this is a geography class. She's not even going to try to teach geography. Well, she didn't also, know that it's geography. And remember, Feeney, Feeney's classroom, they do everything in this classroom. We were just studying um, Romeo and Juliet and Shakespeare, like, two I episodes. guess, but still, like, they made a big deal about the geography test, their geography books. I just feel like that was just something, like, she should have at least attempted to teach me geography. Well, she doesn't I know. I, I don't know. I, I felt like, because there was some mention of it being geography-based at some point in that in that class. Maybe I'm wrong, but I felt like it was mentioned. Um, but either way, she has a dissertation. She has at least a master's degree. Why is she doing substitute, uh, substitute teaching? What's happening? Um, have you been in this academy? <laughs> this was 1993, man. I, I don't also, know. She has also, a master's we, degree. Also, as we've said before, um, there's nothing wrong with being a teacher. Maybe this is what she wants to do. She's not. A, she's a substitute teacher. Yeah, but maybe she. This is like her getting her feet wet. You don't know. Don't be hating on Miss Chase. I'm not. I'm not. I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I guess I just. Also, what is epic poetry exactly that she has this deg- this degree in? Um, long like epic poetry is exactly what Beowulf is. I do know that that is um a segment. There are lots of poems that are told by stories, and it's just like they might as well be a book. That's what that is. That's I guess, I guess I've, I've never seen like a, a master's degree program specifically for epic poetry or like a segment of poetry before. Really? Uh, no, I know that thing exists. But then again, um, you should know it exists. But I went to a fine art school, so I'm aware of all yeah. that nonsense. <laughs> all right. So anyway, next scene is... Um, the kids are in the cafeteria and they talk about they can't believe that Feeney actually missed school. Uh, and this is when Corey's like, yeah, I, I did that. You know, I wish for him to be sick. And Sean's like, what? No, you didn't. He's like, yeah, I yesterday while we were supposed to be studying. You remember? And Topanga, this is where Topanga introduces the power of the mind. Um, and 
that will, I guess if you force, will of force of will, right? Is that what she says? Yeah, yeah. I will say something about Topanga. I, I will come back to this. But at, at the beginning of the scene, um, she says something about Zeus. Do you remember this? Yes, 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 yes. She goes, uh, you, Corey says, do you know who you have to thank for this? And she goes, Zeus. I'm very confused as to Topanga's belief system. Because <laughs> in some episodes, she seems to be like more of a like natura, naturalist. Um and then in this one, she's like worshiping a Greek god, and I just don't know exactly where she lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think again, I think it's kind of like them just throwing anything that could be a weird uh, aspect into Topanga's character. Yeah. But also, if we want to think about it, I would say that she's young and she's exploring all of these things, so she has a like no real belief system other than alternative thinking. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. That's what I, that's exactly I'll do. It. Yeah. So anyway, this is when, of course, as I was saying, uh, Corey is like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm sick boy. I have the power to make people sick with my mind." Uh, and then they say he's he says he's gonna use it on Minkus, and Minkus, sure enough, walks over and says he's not feeling well. Yeah, but we and it look, freaks uh, Sean and Topanga out. Yeah, they're both like that's that's weird. But it turns out that he isn't feeling well because he heard that Mister Feeney's in the hospital, which it makes sense that uh, Minkus would be the one who actually finds out what what would happen with Mister Feeney because of their close relationship. Well, no, just well, Minkus has always shown that he cares about Feeney. You know, I guess I'm just like I'm. I'm. It's the middle of the school day. This kid's a te- It's a, a kid uh, in school, just like everyone else. No one's just like, "Hey, Minkus, come over here. We have something important to tell you." I, I don't know. I'm just curious as to. Yeah, I'm sure. I guarantee you, he went and asked someone. He checked into why Mr. Feeney was going. Especially okay, yeah, that I believe. Just like said, him, just like going to the front office and just being like, "Hey, have you guys heard anything about Mr. Feeney?" I could, I could see that happening. Exactly because. Um, yeah, that that to me is just what would happen, because we just talked about the fact that Phoenix never missed a day of school. So for Minkus, this would be out of the ordinary, and he would want an answer. And he didn't leave a lesson plan. Exactly, uh, and we find out later why. But yeah, as you said, it was an emergency. He didn't have time to leave a lesson plan, and that's very unlike uh, Mister Feeney. So. Um. Yeah. So anyway, Topanga tells Corey that uh, karma's coming for him because he was just bragging about how he put or he got Mr. Feeney to stay home because he was sick. And now it's not just sick. He's in the hospital and Corey doesn't want any of the credit. (laughs) Of course. Question for you. How old do you think Mr. Feeney is? 60 something. Because when they go to the hospital, there's never like that, like. Oh, wait, this could be, like, something that, like... There's never, like, that hint of scare of death. There's just, like, a, oh, he's just in the hospital, he'll get better. And I'm just, like, eh, I guess I'm just trying to figure out his age in this, then why that wouldn't play a part in, like, them thinking, like, well, he is getting older. I don't know. Yeah, I would say, dude, the entire second half of this is about how Corey assumes Feeney's gonna die. <laughs> yeah, but never. it's never based on, like... The fact that I, I don't know, I guess I just I imagine an elderly person going to the hospital like I imagine there just being that just that idea of age playing a part in it. Um, ah, yeah, and you're right. It is like even um, 
what so because we find out later that it's actually appendicitis um and that's like that has nothing to do with his age either like yeah, the reason yeah. he's in the hospital i i can see that um but yeah so with that the next scene uh i like this little bit of them making fun of amy's writing i'm usually not behind it because you know amy's my queen and i think she deserves everything but i just like that it's like a running bit that even Corey's like a, yeah what what are you what are you writing <laughs> well it's also they take turns trying to interpret it and it's all over the place yeah exactly so i think that that was a little fun bit um and but we get more of this power of positive thinking so like the the power of the mind thing because amy says she's doing it to make to make sure uh george feels better and she feels that by like giving him this card it will in fact help him uh, or motivate him to feel better or something like that and Corey starts freaking out thinking like oh you know uh could this be used for you know negative thinking as well um and I guess the, the entire time the scene was happening, I was kind of rolling my eyes like, is this really what the episode is about? Just like, <laughs> like Corey thinking he may have a superpower. Like, is that really what we're doing right now? I don't um, think it's, I don't know if it was like really a superpower or even like Corey really thinking he had a superpower. He, he because again, he had the ability, he immediately, he immediately after the last episode, he was like, oh, Sean, you just said yourself that it's stupid. It's not that real. But I think if you want to go back to what you're always telling me, which is about this entire series, is Corey learning things. It's this is a moment of Corey thinking he's the center of the world again. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, oh, because I willed it, it happened. And learning that there is a lot of people do stand behind this idea of your thoughts uh, put things out there. Uh, so be careful. You know, like that's that's what I think is what we're really dealing with. Not necessarily Corey going around being like, a, I, I can make people sick. That's my interpretation. Okay, if that's the case, explain the epilogue to me because... Again, the epilogue is a fun it's a fun answer to that, but again, they don't they don't say anything about superpowers with the epilogue. No, but they make something disappear that actually never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you seem bitter and we're not there I, yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, even even though we just had this, Corey runs upstairs and tells Eric that he has a gift um and Eric essentially tells him he's delusional because Feeney has appendicitis. This is where we find out where that is. And I like that. Again, no one's really. I was like, it's just the whole I have a superpower thing is completely dismissed by everyone. Do you did you get that vibe that Eric would thought it was kind of cool that Feeney was in the hospital? No, like he was I like, yeah, they did the surgery last week. Like he had like a big smile on his face when he was telling Corey. It just seems like he was like. He thought it was cool in some way. No, I just I, honestly, I think it was maybe it was like his delivery, but I didn't think Eric thought it was cool. I think he was just like a, making fun of Corey. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. he's already in the hospital. You're an idiot type thing. Yeah. That's how I saw it. Again, this was a very short scene, so it doesn't really matter. Because uh, in the next scene, which was really funny. Oh, no, 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 no. There is something about that scene that I, I wanted to talk about. Well, well, yeah, go for it. Um, just right um, before the scene ends, um, Corey goes to a windowsill and he prays to God. Yes. Okay. This is and actually this cute. is something I wanted to dive into just a little bit. I'm actually really glad that you brought that up. Uh, yeah. Keep going. 
there's just there's been a few moments throughout the series of the show where the characters will talk about God or pray to a God. And I just, I think it's really interesting. Um, the choice of it, cause it is a choice and maybe this was just something that was more common, but I never saw like any other television family pray like that before. Yeah. I, I don't know. You mean like this? Like, like directly, like, like, uh, I don't know. And, and maybe maybe I'm just not remembering a lot of it. Maybe I just don't remember like Family Matters or Full House, like them praying a lot. Or well, talking no, to I God. mean, like, not a lot, but like it, it's not like we do this all the time in this series. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's, I it, it, is rare. it is a it is a uh, a TV trope for sure. The whole uh, give me a sign type thing, you know? I guess I just know that there's a, there's a specific episode in season four where Sean joins a cult that yeah. just it, this the the show clearly has a position and I'm just curious as to where it is because we're like this just this was vague enough that it just left me curious I guess all right and so and what can you clarify a little bit because I'm a little bit confused. like I'm just I I'm I'm curious as to the role that God plays in the Matthews household that Corey would think to pray when we've never heard anyone mention church or anything like that. Like I remember like when I was a kid watching an episode of Alf and yeah. the family went to church, like yeah. they're like, there was, it's a thing that did happen. Um, on black mean, sitcoms especially, yeah. but I just, it was, it's never been mentioned on the show. And I was just curious as to what his relationship even is with God. Honestly, if we're being completely honest, I feel like it's a matter of convenience, like any other um, modern Christian. <laughs> it's just like a, yeah. a, you ask when you need something, and then any other time he doesn't really think about it. I believe that the Matthews have probably been to church, but we know for a fact that they don't go to church every Sunday. They do other things. Yeah, that's and, and that's that's mostly it. If it was something that they had been to before, even talked about, but just never. Yeah, I guarantee you it's like uh, they go for Easter Christmas. Christmas. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They do that whole thing. And it, again, it's not common, but when they do, it's like, what else? Sure, sure. And, okay. You know, he needed it. So mm. yada, yada, yada. Anywho, um, in this next scene, we have Miss Chase. Of course, they're going to... Beowulf and Corey interrupts the class and he's just saying all this other stuff and having watched this the first time not knowing that it was a dream sequence I was I like, got mad oh are you kidding me I was I was waiting and then because Corey interrupts he's just like saying all these things and I was like have you lost your mind <laughs> he's like I don't think we should have to learn and I think you should make cupcakes and I'm like what is happening but you know what <laughs> even knowing the reveal I'm still upset by it. Okay, I'm still going. upset that this black woman role had to have a 12-year-old talk to her that way, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I can see her. My whole thing was I was waiting for her to come get him. Because <laughs> in reality, I was like, if this was like a real scene, they better have her go off. Because I just don't see this, you know, happening. But then I was like, oh, it's a dream. The moment the cupcake showed up, I was like, oh, this is a dream. So it's all going to be... You know, whatever. Yeah, and they 
this whole Boy Meets World Inception thing was kind of weird for me too. Yeah, I was like, what? It was uh, a little weird. Also, I point, it's a dream within a dream within a dream. Well, yeah, I make note that um, they get like a budget or something for special effects because they they used a lot of it, a lot of '90s special effects in this episode. Yeah. Um, because this is a dream that they're in in the classroom. Yes, and then Corey wakes up in his room. And it's and also still a dream. Yep. Um, yeah. And he keeps dreaming that Feeney is dead. Um, that what it started off as a cough put Feeney into the hospital and he, he's dead now. And that's something that Corey can't get out of his head. Yeah. And then there's another scene, right, in the kitchen? Yeah. Well, so what happens is uh, in our next scene, after all of the constant thoughts of dead Feeney haunting, quote unquote, Corey, um, Corey goes downstairs and or sorry, Corey's at the kitchen. Alan comes downstairs and he's just like, oh, Corey, like, what are you even doing up? You you look terrible. And Corey kind of tells him that he, you know, Essentially, they have the discussion about guilt uh, and that Corey wished that Mr. Feeney would be sick. He, he, Mr. Feeney ended up in the hospital uh, and he just Al, again, what I like here is Alan starts with, the, well, why would you wish that? Like, what was the purpose of it? He was like, so I didn't have to take the test. And Alan kind of bonds with him over a story of his former teacher, which can we talk about this <laughs> real fast? When uh, Alan comes down, Corey is uh, drinking coffee. I thought it was cool that Corey knew how to make coffee at 12. I sure as hell did not. Did you not? Dude. No, not at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, th- there's nothing wrong with that. But, yeah, I totally knew how. I was, like, drinking coffee um, like crazy. The, the one other hard. thing I wanted to mention was, um, so Corey's feeling all this guilt. But I feel like the reason Corey's feeling all this guilt is because, and I've mentioned this before, there's some times where Feeney himself will use guilt as a tool to teach Corey a lesson. And yeah. I feel like because there's that dynamic at place, it, Corey's more prone to feeling a personal guilt guilt for something he really had nothing to do with at yeah, all exactly um and no, no, i did think about your whole uh relationship with guilt because we did we did talk about that recently so yeah i mean i don't know but i do want to get into the miss purge story and i want to get into the Miss oh Purge yeah, yeah. Story because it starts off with alan saying despite her name she doesn't look that well I mean, I'm not surprised at all hearing that from Alan. Yeah, it was just like, what are you like? What was that? What what was the purpose of that? And what I like is even Corey's like, all right, what does this have to do with me? What are you like? Where are you even at with this? (laughs) Yeah. Bring it back to what we were talking about. And well, you know, he's just having like a guy moment. Like he has one with Feeney later. Like he's just shooting the shit, talking about chicks. (laughs) But what's funny is Corey's not. Alan is for some reason. And Corey's like, uh, all right, can we focus? Like, what does this even have to do with it? What does her looks have to do with the story that you're supposed to be telling me? Which, again, is kind of the question. What did what was the purpose of that? For any other yeah. reason. <laughs> so anyway, they talk about the teacher. 
And apparently uh, Alan got the job that he did because he was able to do long math uh, in his head or something like that. And he was like, that's a skill that I knew. He was like, I used to tell people it was a superpower. But uh, yeah, I actually only did it because of Miss Perch. But during the time when she was trying to teach us, I would always be like, uh, I'm never going to need this, which is kind of what Corey's been saying this entire episode. Yeah, and I think just in that moment, just Corey kind of learns to appreciate Feeney a little bit more. Just knowing, like, he does, Alan does help him get some, like, uh, foresight into the idea that because you're learning something that's not interesting to you now, it doesn't mean that it won't be relevant later on. So, I mean, I mean, it's a good, it's a good scene. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that's when, after Alan leaves, is when we get more of the Feeney uh, special. Now, this is what I wanted to talk about. So... I have a theory that this whole scene was a dream. Oh, really? As soon as Alan leaves, Corey looks down, Feeney's in his coffee, and then there's like a hundred Feeney's around the kitchen. That's a dream, right? Well, see, that's when I was was like going to say, I didn't think it was a dream, but I was like, we may want to get Corey checked out. (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) So you thought it was a hallucination? Yeah, I just think it's like a projection. Uh, I, I, based on the previous scene, I would imagine that there was three dreams happening sequences that we saw. This being one of them, and Corey just taught himself the lesson because he's smarter than he realizes. Because that's what the show is all about. Here's the thing: I, there's nothing to really discredit that. <laughs> it's not like Alan comes up to him later and was like, "I really enjoyed that call." talk we had last night so yeah. you're not wrong it could totally just be another dream man this show is on so many levels inception <laughs> stole its whole premise from this y'all okay just calm down <laughs> <laughs> oh in our next scene uh cory uh has gone to visit feeney in the hospital which i actually really liked uh he took a bus uh and i didn't like him taking the bus a city bus without his parents knowing where he was this is the second time he's done this he did the same thing when him and eric were following amy on her wednesday night date with a- a- alan yep i um, remember just and that just bothered me then too i'm just like maybe this is a city thing that like you just let kids take the bus all willy-nilly but yeah i think it is actually now i think about it like i don't know and you're right like the fact that they don't know that he's there uh means something but i do kind of like i just remember in new york i mean it is new york but like yeah, kids just kind of, you know, they get on the bus and they go places. They they have, like, their own form of independence. And you know what? If this was South Street, then maybe. These kids are in the suburbs. So what does that mean? I just – I don't imagine a lot of city buses going through the suburbs like that. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to know the Philadelphia area better. I just – it seems strange that, like, not just that he took a bus. He didn't tell where adults where he was going and he just got on the bus and left. That seems weird to me. Well, no, not me. I feel like there that's always like um again, that's a child's form of independence. Like uh, I feel like that is something you see very often where like a kid can just get on a bus. They may not always like I feel like kids know that that is a mode of transportation they have access to. Hmm. I guess I never thought to get on a bus by myself when I was like that young. And see, I totally I rode the bus independently all the time as a kid like to go to the library i would take the bus but again my mother knew what i was doing yeah that's what i mean you wouldn't just like you're like if you're if your mom came home and you like oh hey i took a bus to downtown or you know whatever and you she didn't know like wouldn't she freak out 
I don't I don't know. I, again, that one's weird. That particular one is weird. But like, I, I just don't see taking the bus as that outrageous. I feel like it's a very common thing for uh, a kid to do. Uh, but again, I feel like the they should know where you're going. Yeah, that's, that's what it. makes it that's weird the only thing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but while he's visiting Feeney and we have the plant, which uh, you wanted to talk about the plant for a little bit? Oh, I just um, – the geranium that Corey brings Feeney um, is – there's a scene in the finale. I, I know we, we've had a few scenes like this where uh, in the series finale of the show, they do flashbacks to a, previous episodes. And there's a flashback in the finale to Feeney and Corey talking about the geranium. And I believe it's the same geranium that Feeney uses to teach Corey a lesson in the finale about how Topanga needs to go to New York in order to continue growing. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. believe the plant, that plant is this geranium that Corey gives him now. Honestly, I was going to say the same thing. I was going to ask the same thing. Um, if if this plant came back later, because they make such a very big deal about it. Yeah, because even the like in the finale where they point to the plant is the same place where later in the episode they, they plant it, they pot it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's really cool. And I, I liked this because I was like, uh, this plant does its uh, signature of Feeny. Like, you know, Feeney in the and Garden. And just that the fact that he can just teach a lesson with anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also we get to meet a little Miss Nurse Jill. And Yo. Nurse Jill and Feeney. I was like, oh, get some Feeney. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, I would, that, that was a note I took too. I was like, something's going on with them. Well, yeah, some nighttime play. A cute little flirtation um, when she came in, and you can tell there had already been like a history. And then, like Corey, like afterwards, she's like, Corey's like, oh, she seemed nice. And Finney was like, yeah, she does. And that was another like, oh, did we just have like a, a dude moment? Did we have like this thing where I understood that you are a sexual being? <laughs> yeah, that was that was an odd little moment, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's odd, but also it's like uh, it's good uh, again to yo him and their still were not just flirting. By the way, I don't think that's what was happening <laughs> at all. I think she was in there giving him the long sponge bath. You are ridiculous, but I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, you know, I just like there's we get this little scene about. Uh, Corey just basically being like, I wanted to make sure you weren't going to die. Uh, and Feeney's like, in a very strange way, you've kept me alive. And again, I, I just like this bond and this scene of... This was, yeah, this was a good part. This was the highlight of the episode, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the really Boy Meets World moment, cutesy little thing, is when Corey's like, thank you. And Feeney's like, for what? And Corey's like, I don't know yet. And that was such the that was the Michael Jacobs moment of the episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, for sure. It was it was just really cute, and I really uh, enjoyed it. Um, so, in the next scene, we see you had mentioned um, Feeney's duck earlier it was really important because Corey's trying to fix it, um, and he you know he's in Feeney's garden trying to fix this thing Alan comes out and is like oh yeah let me go get some tools for you uh and then that's when Feeney comes back and we see that um he still has the plant and he's going to plant it in the garden he also makes a joke about nurse Jill being replaced with nurse Larry so that's why he left the hospital a little bit earlier than he was supposed to 
he was only sticking around because of those sponge baths, bro. That's the only reason. <laughs> Again, I, there's nothing that really says otherwise. So I'll give you this one. Uh, but I was thinking to myself, I was like, should Feeny be doing all this walk around and stuff? He just had surgery. Yeah, he's he's like planting. He's bending over. He doesn't yeah. seem like he's in any kind of pain. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that was that to me seemed. Uh, very how old is this dude if he's like <laughs> 55 okay but if he's like 65 uh... and he just had like appendix uh appendicitis and all this other stuff it's just like it feels like it's a lot uh for him to be moving around i felt like they could have even had Corey like do the planting you know what i mean yeah yeah or just be like you know Take it from him and Feeney kind of like walking through or something. Exactly. It just doesn't seem well thought out to me. Well, I think the reason too was so Feeney can give this like that gorgeous little final monologue of his where he talks about how, you know, the plant will grow if it has a proper gardener. And it, it we're kind of referring to this relationship between Corey and Feeney. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. So um, is this our first plant metaphor? I don't know if it's the first, but it's definitely a memorable one, considering it's one that, like I said, they reference again later in the uh, series. Um, but I don't remember there being a plant metaphor before this one. Yeah, yeah, and I, and neither do I. So um, do you remember what exactly is said? Like, Because I just remember he said something about like the maturity and you know being mature. He was, just, you know, like, he was like, he was like, Corey says, oh, you're putting my puny little plant out here. And Feeney says, well, your plant, which is small now, you know, if you water it and nurture it, it'll grow and flourish. And, you know, as long as it has a proper gardener. Um, and there's just this real cutesy moment between Feeney and Corey. Just really describing the whole mentor relationship. And I think this is like the Feeney lesson for the whole season. Like, this is the... Yeah, I, you know, I get what you're told me is that like with the right nurturing and maturing, like with the proper gardener, you could really flourish. And with the right teacher, you can really do well in life. And I just I thought that was a really cool teaching moment. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so that was that was it. That was the episode. I mean, well, we, do we have epilogue. our epilogue. We're, we're going into the epilogue, but I just want to say that that overall was the the yeah the last episode. Yeah, exactly. All right, so with our epilogue, we have our final scene with Minkus. And like, I gosh, I really feel like he just got so such a raw deal with this. Like, there wasn't a whole lot of thought that was felt like it was put behind this. Maybe they didn't know he was going to come back. I don't know. I don't know because like the way like again. I was going to talk about this, and I'm glad that you said something. The way that they do this scene, it kind of says to me that they did um, have no plan on bringing Minkus back. You know what I mean? So, like, they – those – epilogue scene is all about, like, the – power of thinking and they're trying to do this experiment where as a group the four kids uh try to light the light bulb um and instead Corey and sean because minkus goes on this whole speech and i like it because what he says is sean literally says to him funny last words you know what i mean and like i paid attention to see it's like yeah these are some of minkus's last words uh uh up until we see him later in the season like season five right yeah, he is in the last episode of season five. 
Exactly. But outside of that, then we like so from the end of this episode until season five, we don't see him anymore. And that made me think that, no, they knew that they weren't going to bring this character back. Uh, and I, you know, I just I'm with you that I don't think it was a great send off, but it did tell me that there was some foresight into this. Let's go back to a theory we had. in I believe our first episode where we talked about how Corey. Like, you exist based on how important you are in Corey's life. Correct. And, uh, you know, we have these circ- you know instances where Minkus just disappears, like, in the show in some gimmicky way, but really just never comes back. Or, you know, later on, Mr. Turner gets into this horrible bike accident, and we never see him again. So... Maybe it's really that, you know, for whatever reason, maybe Minkus moves away, goes to a different school. Maybe Mr. Turner does get better. It just doesn't come back to class. We don't see them or their story develop or anything because they're not involved in Corey's life anymore. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I think that's relevant. I think that because um, I, I thought about it and I was like, uh, for the stories that they want to tell, Minkus honestly wouldn't fit in to those. Like, I again, I'm vaguely remembering, but the, Minkus works really well in this class because he is kind of forced. Him and Corey are forced to be in a room together where it's just not as needed um, in the later seasons, especially when you go well, to high school. Well, in high school, too, you get to kind of choose your friends a little bit more because you're not just confined to one class group. Right, they're not seeing Minkus all the time. Yep. He would be in more advanced classes anyway, I'd assume. Exactly. Um, later on, they refer to it as the other side of the school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and there's just Minkus was there to challenge the ideas of the boys yep. as they were kind of like figuring out the world. But the the whole thesis of the second season isn't this uh, boy meets it's like where do we fit in now and now exactly. that we're in this world exactly. and that's it's an entirely different thing with different <laughs> groups and different ideas there um, are already other people who will naturally challenge Corey and Sean yes and and like a more you know in this episode in this season they're basically the bullies to Minkus yep so what happens in the next season when they get introduced to people who will bully them you yep. know and that that feeling when you're in middle school and you go to high school from being at the top of the food chain to the bottom of the food chain yep um i i don't know that minkus has a, has a role to play in that no and i again it's like uh that's what makes me think that they thought this through but i still i still feel that i mean to even do so in kind of like an epilogue i mean to be fair they didn't really have to acknowledge it because i did notice i was like morgan isn't in this episode at all eric is hardly in the episode yeah so i mean to be fair at least Minkus did get some something of a final scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. So anyway, that was the episode. Uh, Feeney taught me. What do you What do you have? Uh, I think the lesson, honestly, uh, is probably the one Alan says about Mrs. Perch. Yep. Um. I, I mean, I don't know that Corey didn't do anything wrong. Like he feels guilty the entire episode for something that he didn't do. So it's hard for me to be like, oh, Corey, you know, learned, you know, from his like with Feeney. If anything, he just learned to appreciate people more. So yeah, that's what the thing I was going to say. It's just like a, learn that a um, my takeaway from this episode is that a you should uh, 
be appreciative of the people, you know, while you while you can. And then also that your thoughts matter, you know, it's just like uh, it's not saying that you can make someone sick. But, yeah, just wishing ill towards someone. Uh, be careful, because when it happens, you, you, you know, you may regret and what comes around, comes around and around <laughs> and around. That was a very stupid but funny joke. I loved when they did that. Yeah. OK, so what grade are you giving it? C plus. And you know what? I will give you that. I will agree with a C plus. It was okay. It was. I, I don't think it was the finale worthy. You know, but yeah, no, no. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's like a. I I don't disagree with you. It wasn't the greatest. I don't think we even use everyone as well as we've done in previous episodes. Um, but it just had Let's good see. moments. What's funny is I think the next time Minkus appears in that graduation episode, I think that is the best finale of the entire series. So to think about that and then come to think about this, I'm like, oh, this is weak sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree. Okay. So that was our episode. Thank you so much for listening to Bra Meets World. Yay. We're done with season one, guys. Yeah. We're done with season one. I just. Wow. So a brand new season ahead. Brand new season ahead. Obviously, we're going to do a, a recap episode of all of season one of, of some fun stuff. Games. Yeah, we're going to do uh, an entire episode on season one. Uh, as we said, we'll give you the final grades of the entire season. We have some fun things uh, planned. And uh, yeah, I think you guys are going to enjoy it. And then after that, it's on the season two, y'all. Please. Harley oh. Kiner. Y'all be the rat. <laughs> Yeah, Frank, uh, Frankie, the enforcer. It's happening, y'all. I'm so excited. I do love Frankie. I love that whole little group. They're fun. They're so great. And Mr. Turner, honestly, is a great addition to the show. Like his relationship with Sean, um, I think, is uh, uh, later on mirrored with uh, Eric and Feeney. Uh, just like these great just teacher mentor uh, roles and these relationships you don't see on television anywhere else. So, yeah, exactly. really really excited for it all right remember you can find us on spotify Ayo. itunes and stitcher Stitcher, Stitcher. Yeah, find us or you know wherever i'm sure we're out there uh make sure you leave us a rating uh again we've had a few we always enjoy it when you do um you can follow us on twitter and facebook at bra meets world or email us at bra meets sorry bra meets world at gmail.com you can find me on twitter at extra siege that's x-t-r-a-c-e-e-j uh tc a brave of me on ig <laughs> good for you and uh yeah you guys remember to dream try and do what tc oh dream try and do good guys all right do good later bros later bros